You're listening to the Emerging As Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you with my personal stories and impactful guest interviews. As we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, and how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life. The journey of life, as I have learned, isn't always a direct path to success and happiness. I'm traveling down life's winding roads, learning to navigate as I go, always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding. I'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way. So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Good morning, y'all, or I guess good morning if it's the morning and you're listening to me on your drive or something. It's morning here in South Carolina, and it is the first Monday since time changed this past weekend. And I don't know about y'all, but my children were up at 5 a.m. this morning. The time change is nice when you get an extra hour in the morning, but when you have littles and they don't understand and they're just up, you know, at their normal time, it's a struggle. So if you are fighting that battle, I am with you. I hope everyone has had a good weekend. And when this airs, it'll be two weeks forward from now. So right now we have just finished up October. It is November the 6th as I'm recording this Monday morning. And I don't know about y'all, but on Sundays, you know, what do they call it? Monday-itis. Everybody starts getting it. So my husband is getting ready to start harvesting soybeans. So he had a severe case of (laughs) Monday-itis. He was really trying to get everything, you know, organized and ready for the week. And then I opened up my calendar and I was trying to, you know, see what we had going on this week, move things around. And I actually have a little bit of time this week to work on things that don't revolve around my children or, you know, my family. I can work on a few things that I want to work on professionally. And so that's nice, but I'm very skeptical because... In the past, as you know, as I've talked about, my kids seem to constantly be getting sick. So I was talking to my mama earlier and I said, I don't know what to do with myself. I actually went on a walk and I called her and talked to her this morning. I said, I'm actually going on a walk and I've got time today. I can actually go get on the computer and work on some things. I said, but I'm kind of scared to embrace that because I feel like the phone's going to ring in 10 minutes and somebody's going to be running a fever. So here I am. I am embracing the opportunity to get some work done today. So fingers crossed that I actually get somewhere and nobody gets sick this week. Today, I want to talk about motherhood and what I have learned about myself so far on this journey. So I've shared with y'all a lot about, you know, my journey to get here to motherhood and 
of, of loss and how we went through a stillbirth and we also had a miscarriage. So I just kind of want to talk about what motherhood has taught me through all these experiences. So after Evie, we had Kate in 2020 and then Ashley Keith in 2022. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is patience. As we all know, motherhood requires a lot of patience, especially when you're dealing with sleepless nights, toddler tantrums, and I haven't gotten to this point yet, but teenage rebellion, I can only imagine. And a lot of mamas find that they have more patience than they ever thought possible with their babies. I know there's moments where I kind of, I don't feel patient, but then I step, I'm getting better at this. I step back from the situation and I realize, I have to tell myself, they're little, tiny little humans and they are learning to communicate and they're learning to understand their own emotions. So if I throw crazy emotions right back at them, it's not going to make it better for any of us. So learning patience has been huge being a mother. It's a whole new lesson in patience. I've said before that I feel like my whole life has been a lesson in patience. (laughs) Through the journey to get to being a mother, I've had to learn how to be patient and trust God. And I'm doing the same thing now that I have children. I'm learning to be patient in a new way and trusting God that He has got my back and he's going to be with me and my babies as we walk down this road. Another thing, number two, is strength. From different challenges you face as a mother, like childbirth to just the everyday demands of caring for a baby, for a child, it reveals your inner strength and your resilience. We, or I personally, have come to realize that I can handle a lot more than I thought I could. When I look back over the past several years and I think about what I have been through, what I've overcome to get here today, there's no other way to describe it but strength. And one thing I will say, I feel like strength is not something that just magically appears is something that you develop and you get strength by going through things. It teaches you to be strong and you have to choose to be strong. So when I think about what we've been through with losing Evie and our miscarriage and then just going through getting pregnant again with Cade and all the the scary moments and just the you know, the anxiousness of going through being pregnant again and the strength that I had to develop to go through that and to walk through the grief that I felt. I, again, am thankful to God because without my faith, I strength would not be possible. Okay, number three. So prioritizing is something how I have learned how to prioritize, I guess I could say. So. Being a mama has forced me to reevaluate my priorities. And it has become extremely clear what truly matters in my life and what can be let go of. 
So becoming a mama has really given me a new sense of purpose and focus. I, before having babies, had, I guess, this drive of, you know, more career-oriented drive where I was, I saw myself, like, I was working in the salon. I wanted to be as good as I could be, the best version of me that I could be to further my skill set as a stylist and bring the best value of service that I possibly could to my clients. And then we lost Evelyn and I had to stop and kind of reevaluate my life a little bit in that moment. I took a pause to grieve. Then I reset and my priority, I think something now looking back that I realized what I was doing, I was setting a goal I went after becoming a cosmetology instructor. I went and went through that course and got my license and finished my degree so that I could teach in a public college setting. That was, I think, a way for me to heal, something to put my energy and time into. And that was a priority that served me best in that season. I needed something to focus on to help me walk through that grief. So now after having Cade, so I had him in 2020, right? And I was still working behind the chair after the world kind of opened back up. So then I had the opportunity to go to work at the community college teaching in 2021. It was August of 2021. And I jumped on it because I had done a temporary position in the past and I my experience was wonderful. I loved it. I loved how it made me feel. I just loved being able to share and love on the students and help teach them and so they could grow and become better in their skill set and I just love the interaction with people. I I just as a person love people. I love to help people. I love to see the recognition in their eyes when they get it and it just works. Like that's what makes me tick. So I jumped on the opportunity in 2021 and went back to teaching. And eight weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with Ashley Keith, which was a complete surprise. So I was pregnant throughout that year, had him in the spring. And then after I had him, the following summer, went back to work. And then that fall, I it was hard, 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 hard. And I've talked about this in past episodes, but I'm just going to, I'm not going to talk about it the whole time today, but I'm going to mention it and how it falls into line with prioritization. So I got myself into a... What's the word I'm trying to say? Well, or I guess I was on a hamster wheel. That's it. That's the phrase I'm looking for. So I had myself on a hamster wheel. I had a, at the time, two-year-old. Cade was two. Ashley Keith was like not even six months or right at six months. And my husband was wide open in the fall harvest planting things going on. And school was crazy. It was wide open. There is a coffee mug that I bought my coworker for Christmas one year and it was, it had a bicycle on it and flames and it said, being a cosmetology instructor is like riding a bike, but everything's on fire. (laughs) And it was completely accurate. There's just so much going on in cosmetology and I feel like the general public does not have a good understanding of what it is we do 
we are with our students all day, every day, because our program hour requirement is so high. It's 1,500 hours, so it's literally like a job for the students. They are there all the time, and when you have that many people, most of the time it's majority women, that many women in such close quarters all day, every day, you're going to have people that don't get along, and you're going to have students that maybe don't like you so much. But, I mean, that's not to say anything about anybody, but it can be hard. It's more than just teaching them information because you are with them on such a a level of intimacy. You, Yeah, it's like a family. It's like a very dysfunctional <laughs> family. But back to my point. So things are getting really crazy. I was so busy. Work was so busy. I felt like I was at the point with my children that they needed me so much because they were so young and so little. And then my teaching position, it needed so much out of me too that I could not give it because I was a mother of two young babies. So I kind of hit a wall last Christmas and I kind of realized I can't keep going the way I'm going. So then I had to look at, I really didn't realize that I need to look at my priorities at that point. So then that's when I went to the Ascend Retreat and we went through the workshop of goal setting and it made me, the way Emily worked through the goal setting, you started it out with like listing what your top priorities are, like what means the most to you. And I realized, you know, the things that I say are my priorities, like my children, my family, are not what is reflected in the way I'm living my life. So prioritizing my life the way that I deep down feel that it needs to be like with my values and everything, I really realized, okay, this is why I feel like I feel because this isn't working. This is not I'm not living a life of values that I value, I guess. I'm not living my life in a way that I value the priorities that are being put forward. So I decided to leave that job so that I could be a better mama because I've told myself and my husband this, if I didn't have children, that job would have 110% of me and my students would be, you know, I would be all about them. But At this point in my life, being a mama, this is the most important thing that I'll ever do. And I I know that. And my babies depend on me to help them grow and become. I want them to be good humans. I want them to be kind and compassionate. So in order for me to make sure that I can give them the best of me, I had to realign priorities. And it was a really, really hard thing to do. So. That was number three, prioritization. And number four goes in, I'm going into unconditional love. So the depth of the love and the willingness that I have learned that I am capable of to sacrifice for my children is, I don't know, nothing short of just words can't describe how much you love your babies. It teaches us the meaning of unconditional love and the capacity to love deeply. So I remember when Cade was born, I had a C-section because I had had a prior C-section with Evelyn. So 
of course, I was awake. Nace was there with me. And I remember, you know, you can feel a lot of pressure and moving around, trying to get the baby out, cutting it out of you, basically. And I remember when the pressure was like pushed down on me and they were pulling him out. And then I knew he was out and I was holding my breath, just holding my breath just waiting on him to cry. And when he cried for the first time, I just remember an overwhelming just feeling of so much love and so much gratitude. All I could think was just, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, God. Like literally in my head, that's all I was saying for a good 60 seconds. And I just cried because I was so in love with my child. I was so thankful that he was here and he was healthy and he was safe. And then when Ashley Keith was born, I the love that I had for him is is so hard to describe unless you're a parent, the unconditional love that you have for your children. They can be bad, they can get on your nerves, but you still love them. <laughs> and it makes me think about if we love our children so much, then think of how much God loves us. We're his children. So that similarity or relationship, we're God's children and how he loves us and then how we love our children. So let that be a reminder of how much God loves you. Hey y'all, are you super busy chasing around kids, trying to keep it together like I am? Well, I'm here to tell you to remember Slow down and take care of yourself. Even if it's just by washing your hair, using a really good deep conditioner, or practicing a skincare routine in the morning and at night. And don't worry, friend. I'm here to point you in the direction of the good stuff. As a cosmetologist of 12 years, I'm adamant about using salon-quality, professional products. But I'm sure, as you know, sometimes it's hard to get your hands on them, especially if you live in a rural community. But fear not, I've got a solution. In the show notes, you can find a link to my Hair by Caitlin Cox salon store. You'll find all the big professional brand name products. You can shop and have it shipped directly to your door. Don't hesitate to reach out or DM me on Instagram. If you need help finding the right products for your specific hair type and texture, I would love to help you find a way to take care of yourself. You deserve it, friend. And then number five, selflessness. So as mamas, we always usually put our children's needs ahead of our own. And this can give us or me, it does give me fulfillment. And purpose. And I have to remember that being selfless does not need to be a full time thing. We need to remember to take care of ourselves. I feel like early on in motherhood, especially when I was wrestling with all the things going on in life when Ashley Keith was really small and Cade was still two, I remember. The selflessness, I just felt like I was burnt out. I had nothing left in me. And in turn, that diminishes my capabilities to be the best mother that I can be if I don't take care of myself too. So 
selflessness is a, a wonderful, wonderful trait to have as a mother, as a parent, as a person to be selfless. But only go so far with that because you've got to be able to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else. And number six, adaptability. So as a parent, we have to adapt constantly, right? Things change and they can change fast. So talking about children's development and how it can make us grow. I mean, they are literally growing as little tiny humans within their physical bodies. But then think about their their mental and emotional growth that they go through just in like, think of from one to five years old, how much changes and happens within a little human. So being able to adapt to those changes, I have had to learn how to do that, especially I have a three-nager now. <laughs> and being able to adapt has been something that I have had to do. I've had to learn how to adapt. And then when it comes to having plans and, you know, things happen, kids get sick, you've got to learn how to adapt and be okay with it. I've had to fight with that a lot. When things don't go my way or I have plans for things to happen in a certain way and then surprise, life happens and it doesn't. I've had to learn how to adapt. And that's still something I think is an ongoing battle for me, learning to adapt to the ebbs and flows of motherhood and life. And number seven, empathy and compassion. Motherhood can give us like a deep sense of empathy and compassion. And we un- we have to learn to understand our child's emotions, their needs and their struggles. And this can also, I feel like, help help us to have greater empathy for other people in general. When you look at your child and they had a bad day or somebody pushed them down at school or, you know, somebody bit them at school and you have empathy and compassion for them. And yeah, you just, it, it's really taught me to look at people differently and look at my children differently and really try to understand where they're coming from and what's happened today or what's going on that's, you know, creating this attitude that, you know, my three-year-old's throwing at me today and how can I show compassion to them so that I can help them. So that's something that motherhood has amplified for me is empathy and compassion. And then, of course, this is a big one, time management. (laughs) But this is an ongoing learning. I'm learning time management. I feel like time management is something that I have always struggled with as a human. I think it's genetic because my all the women in my family have always been late for everything. (laughs) So I blame that on them. (laughs) But I think I do pretty good. I do really good at juggling all the responsibilities of being a mama with all the different commitments that I've made outside of being a mama. And it has taught me to be more effective with my time management and with making plans. So it has made me be really realistic with making plans. So before I make a plan and just, you know, on a whim, like, oh yeah, we're going to do this, this, and this, this Saturday. I look at it realistically. Like, okay, I'm going to have two babies with me. Ace is going to be on a combine. 
is this realistic for us to hit up these three different spots and then they got to take naps and they're going to be met. So yeah, time management has been something that, yeah, as a mama, you learn a lot about it. (laughs) And then number nine, resilience. So as we've said, or I've said, being a mama brings so many changes in life. There's so many setbacks and challenges, and then you have to learn to bounce back from those setbacks and the difficulties, and it can be a valuable lesson that you take away from those situations. So resilience means a lot to me. It can, resilience and, let's see, what number was I on when I said strength? Strength and resilience, I feel like, go hand in hand. Because I don't feel like you can have strength without resilience. Resilience, being able to go through a challenging thing, time, situation, a loss, grieving, and then walking through that, you learn lessons. So being resilient is a way of learning. That's how I look at it. It's a way of going through situations and learning from them and becoming better. And number 10 self-acceptance. That's a big one. (laughs) So being a mama has brought so many changes in my physical body, in my lifestyle, in my identity. I have had to learn to accept and embrace these changes and find a new sense of who I am. It can be really hard. I feel like self-acceptance is a really big one. It's really hard to understand what the impact of having a child does to you. It's amazing in all the ways it can be amazing. And then at the same time, you are left with like, who the hell am I today? Who am I now? What do I do? (laughs) Who, Who is Caitlin today? Like, yeah. I remember a time, it was after I had Cade. And I had him on the dresser. That's where we had his little changing table. And I looked up in the mirror at myself. And I looked a little rough that day. May have been late afternoon. May have still been in my pajamas. He wasn't sleeping. He was a newborn. And I just looked at myself and I was like, oh my gosh. I've got to do this the rest of my life. I've got to keep this this little human alive. Who am I even like? Who am I now? <laughs> so. And then there's the the physical aspect that I grapple with still to this day. I've had three C-sections. My body is not the body that I used to have. And it's been a challenge to walk through who I am and figure out who I am now and learn to love my body again. It's something every day that I I can't say that it's, it's not easy, but I have had to learn to accept my body now as a mama and understand that this is a gift that God gave me. Being able to physically carry and bring these babies to the world is a gift. And I'm not supposed to look like a 21-year-old version of me that's never had any children. I've carried three babies to full term. So I've had to learn to accept that in a physical aspect. And then accepting that my lifestyle and my identity has changed. And by my lifestyle, I mean, I can't just go do 
whatever I want to do without thinking of other people or, you know, if I need to do something without children, there's a whole, we have to figure out who's going to be here to help keep them. And so just learning to accept that too can be hard sometimes because you have to just, your life is completely different, but it is worth it. It is worth every, every little tiny struggle. And then your identity, it's hard, especially Like I was struggling with a career that I thought was the career. Like I wanted that job and I thought I was going to work there without any issues or problems for 30 years and retire and have my, you know, I had it planned out. Well, my lifestyle changed and my identity of who I was and what I could give to that career path changed when I had two babies and I had to learn to accept that and be okay with that. And I'm getting, I'm a lot more comfortable now with learning that, you know, change is okay. And I can accept that within myself and to know that I'm where I need to be. But it's still, there's, I know there's always going to be a constant like struggle of identity and self-acceptance and who am I now as a mother as we go through different stages of motherhood, as my children keep growing and changing and becoming more, you know, their own person and their personalities, they develop, you know, a sense of their own self. I know I'm going to struggle with all my own self-acceptance through all these different stages of life. And number 11, I have learned about boundaries. (laughs) Setting boundaries with babies can be very valuable, but not very easy. (laughs) But to understand boundaries a little bit more I've had to look at it like like I'm a leader I'm their little I'm their leader I want them to understand that it's good to have boundaries and boundaries are there to help us not to hurt us and I'm sure as they grow and become teenagers and the boundaries and things that's going to be a, a even a bigger struggle but We are learning about boundaries within, you know, teaching that to babies and kids and then boundaries within ourselves as a family, like are just, you know, setting certain boundaries so that we can be the best family unit possible for each other. So boundaries has definitely been a lesson I've learned. I learned about it and a continuing ongoing thing. And then creativity. So, (laughs) creativity, finding creative ways to help parent or to help with challenges, parenting challenges, and engage my babies with creative activities. So, when I think about Cade and some of the things that we've been going through recently, like his, you know, his three-nager attitude, a lot of times it helps to get creative with Cade, especially because he is a very hands-on. He loves to, to color, to he loves to cut paper and shapes and stuff. So finding ways to be creative with my kids is a big, big help when it comes to communicating. And that goes right into my next um thing that I feel like I've learned through motherhood. I've learned a lot more about communication. 
So being effective with communicating with my boys is very important for our relationship and their development. And it helps me to improve my communication skills, I feel like, with other people and other relationships in my life. So I have learned that just saying, oh, it's okay, you're fine, you're going to be okay, you know, if he falls and scrapes his knee, that's not really how I need to approach that situation if I want to communicate clearly and to help my children develop, you know, good emotional behaviors and understanding and communication skills themselves. So I have read a book, How to Talk to Little Kids So They'll Listen, and when I started, I listened to it on Audible. When I started listening to it, the first chapter, I was like, oh, duh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, we need to acknowledge how, how they're feeling. And then, you know, maybe we wouldn't have such a terrible reaction back from them. Those things make sense. And they seem so simple. And it is very simple to implement how to talk to your kids in that way. But it's just not something that you think of. And I think maybe, too, because we as adults, as the parents, or maybe talk to that way that we're trying to, you know, force on our kids. And we don't realize, you know, the effect it really had on us and our communication skills. So communication has been and is an ongoing skill that I'm learning more and more about. And I know it's going to continue on and on and on. And number 14 is gratitude. So. Being a mama has given me a much, much deeper appreciation for just simple little joys in my life and a greater sense of how grateful I am for the blessings of having my babies. I know like Ashley Keith, my one-year-old, he'll, he's saying more words now and he's running around and he's got his little independent streak going since he's walking and running now and he'll just be talking and he'll make little expressions and I just like pause in the moment and Cade too. Cade will say he has the biggest imagination and he'll be telling me this big story about these imaginary (laughs) things and He'll stop. Cade will stop now and just come up to me and say, I love you, Mama. I love you. And it just melts my heart. And Ashley Keith will come lay his head on me and give me love. And it's just practicing gratitude in those moments and not dismissing them and being so busy that you blow them off is is huge. Being grateful for the little tiny moments that you have with your babies has been one of the best gifts of motherhood. And my last thing that I'm going to talk about that I have learned so far is leadership and guidance. So as mamas, as parents, we are in a leadership role and we have to help guide our children and mentor them and help improve their leadership skills in other areas of their life. and. A lot of times, our kids, as we know, you know, they mirror what they see. So that's one thing that I try my best to exemplify for them is I want to be a good leader. I want to show them good leadership skills. And 
I want to show them compassion and how you care for others and how you can still do all those things, but still have boundaries and good values. I want to be a leader to my children so that I can guide them to help them become kind, compassionate leaders in their own right. So being a mama has been the hardest job so far in life that I have tackled. But it is absolutely the best job that I have had so far in life. And I'm sure it will always be the best. I'm so proud of my my babies. And they're so little still. One and three. And I've learned so much so far already. I know that the years to come, I know life has a lot more lessons for me to learn through being a mama. But these are the things I feel like so far I've learned and that I value and that I've taken away from this experience so far. I am going to leave y'all with a Bible verse today, as always, and it is from John 16, 21. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. I hope everyone has a good week, and we'll see y'all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.